feels good in the moment when you first bite down on that burger or you get your first truckload of fries and you shove them in your mouth and you're like, oh, this feels good. Welcome to Set Meals, a weekly food show about the moments that surround mealtimes. I'm Samuel Ashton. And I'm Taylor Fawcett. And aside from our deep-rooted love for a sausage and egg naan at Dishoom, or our shared dismay at the Hackney branch of KFC for running out of gravy every Saturday night, Hackney KFC didn't have gravy again. Again! We don't know that much about food, but we really do enjoy it. This podcast, Set Meals, is a weekly food show where we satisfy our creative hunger. As well as our actual hunger. To bring you, honestly, the most dynamic food podcast this side of the drive through window. We eat out a lot. Constantly. Not to mention spending 90% of our paid invoices on some sort of food delivery service. So we felt we were in a good position to take stock of our experiences and make some bloody content out of them. This podcast is a high-quality audio food diary designed to take you along for the ride. I am in a McDonald's basement and it is miserable. This week, we visited Highbury Corner's Two Fingers Up to the Man Turkish-inspired restaurant owned and operated by ex-St. John's chef Lee Tiernan. Loud, very loud, but very good for me. As well as eat one of the worst regional McDonald's menu items we've ever tasted. All right, let's do it. All right, news item one this week. Uh, I was in Turkey. I feel like all the news sections have been... I was in Lisbon. I was in Turkey. I was in Italy. I've just, that is what I've been up to. I was in Turkey uh, with my good friend Andy Brassel, um, doing some football things again. I'm at the Fenerbahce match and uh, I've been eating so many salted sunflower seeds. My tongue's gone numb. Albeit very enjoyable. I am drinking a fresh mint tea and it is absolutely mental. I've never fancied turkey. No, me either. I don't know why, because I I love Turkish food. Same. But I've ne- yeah, I've never really fancied Istanbul as a city. Went there for work, as I've mentioned. I was bloody pleasantly surprised. I got I got off the plane and straight into an Uber, and uh, on the forty minute ride into the city, off the bat, the driver pulled over on the middle of the motorway. Honestly, mate, in the arse end of nowhere, and uh, you told thought, this is it. I thought I was a goner. The sun was setting over the mountains. Cars are whizzing past. I was in the arse end of nowhere, and he was just shouting, "Uber's crashed! Uber's crashed! Uber's crashed!" In really broken English. Obviously, I understood Uber's crash because <laughs> I'm not an idiot. You know, you have that feeling of, I know exactly what's happening. Uber hasn't crashed. You've just like cancelled it. And he was just like saying how I had to pay cash, basically, which I knew was going to be a massively inflated rate, obviously, because I'm not a moron. Turn up at the hotel, cost me 50 quid. So 50 quid? 50 pounds. 50 wow. pounds. It was far. It must have been about 60k. So it wasn't like a short distance, okay. but still, it's 50 pounds. Yeah, Turkish yeah. lira is absolutely on its ass as a currency. So, like, 50 pounds is a lot of money there, right? Um, anyway, that aside, the food was very enjoyable indeed. We, we went out on the Friday evening to. That same um, night. That same night. So, you're feeling shit after your 50 quid cab? Oh, I'm feeling broken, yeah. 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 But um, have you gone for food? Yeah, I've, I'm feeling broken. We've we've got I've gone to the hotel. I met up with Andy, and we went out for dinner late that night. We went to a restaurant called Yumi Beer. My little man sitting on the grill, old guy, big old bushy mustache, mm. white hair, jet black mustache. We grabbed like a seat right next to the grill, so we're like looking at the man grilling meat, basically. Was it? Can I ask if this was a recommendation or somewhere you just sort of stumbled? It across? was Andy's recommendation because sure. he'd been to Istanbul previously, okay, so cool. he was like, "We should go to this place." Right, right, so okay. I was like, "Cool." Also, quite nice to be in someone else's hands in those situations. Mm. We ordered like some, just some like starter plates, some red pepper dip, and um, some chat chick and hummus, and like a salad. 
Andy doesn't really eat a lot of dairy or any dairy, so I was very much like hoovering up all the chat chicks. That's fine. Honestly, I could eat that stuff all day. But there was like oil and like chili on the bread, mm. and they put it on the grill where the meat had been, so there was a bit of like meat juice on it as well. I love that. Ah, oh, mate, it was so delicious. And the bread was like really thin, so you could just you could just eat loads of it basically without feeling guilty. Um, couple of cold beers and uh, ordered lamb sheesh, like each. It was the juiciest, most flavorful lamb I've ever eaten in my life. It was so good. And I watched him cook it, and I was like, how are you making that so good? Like, and it also was funny because it was obviously, it was like cubes. It had been on the, on the grill and cubes on the... Skewers. On the skewers. But it was, it was when, it, when it came and you cut through it, it all looked the same color. And I thought that's overcooked. That looks like very well done. Mm-hmm. There was no like pink in the middle, whatever, like you expect. That guy has been cooking that meat for... Years and years and years, and mm-hmm. there's no timers. It's all just instinct. He just knows, and he's having a sip of his tea, and he's looking round, and he's like answering his phone. He's got his one earbud in, and I'm like, dude, you are chilling. You so are good. a lovely old so time. good. And it's like sub thirty quid for both of us. Nice. Considering we had like a good few starter plates, posh bottle of water, posh bottle of water, a beer, two mains, fucking lovely. Really good. Uh, I mean, it took about three hours for the bill to come. But, you know. Polarising that, uh, we were staying across from Taxim Square, um, meaning we had to walk past the McDonald's. Of course. I'm in Istanbul, uh, the home of kebabs, obviously. But I've just seen the McDonald's do them, so I'm, I'm trying what they've got to offer. We always have to go in and see what foreign variations Hey, didn't even have to fries. go in, baby, because uh, there was a new menu item that had just been released on the boards outside. The Durham Wrap. McDonald's version of, of, of the Turkish classic. I don't even know how I feel about it. Just I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm just going to open it up and have a look what's happening. I'm going to say probably one of the worst things I've ever ordered from McDonald's. It was so bad. Based on the picture next to the till, what I thought was chicken, like what I thought was some, some sort of just like large chicken nugget kind of chicken piece. But when I bit into it, it felt like... I mean, the main thing, main worry is the fact that I can't tell whether or not the the patties are chicken or potato. Like a sandy hash brown. A lettuce, tomato... Uh, raw white onion, oh, wow. mayonnaise, not even any like, flavoured mayo, just mayo, just straight like Hellman's mayo. The main sort of, you know, the, the, the sort of top podium moment mm. of, the, of the rap is chicken. Because on the poster that we have now, we will put on our Twitter, the left-hand side looks like a sort of lamb kofta situation. Yeah. Um, which isn't, you know, which is, which is the standard. And the right-hand side looks like a chicken piece. I mean, who's going to McDonald's and ordering a fucking... Durham wrap. A Durham wrap. You. Do you know what I mean? Me, but for the purpose of the pod. Yeah. It's complete madness. Polarising the, the, the Friday night before I'd had what I just explained, and that was very much the other end of the spectrum. It was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, As it says on the website, please click here for the participating restaurants, and then below, please click here for the right to not participate in this campaign. That's you. That's me. Not participating. I am very much not participating in that campaign. Okay, second news item this week. Yeah. 
Burger King America for Mental Health Awareness Month have launched their latest promotion called Hashtag Feel Your Way, which is obviously a play on the company's decades-old slogan of Have It Your Way, a classic mm-hmm. fast food slogan, mm-hmm. which focuses on the, the topic of depression. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm the same. Is it a bit bandwagony? It's very bandwagony. Which... So it, hang on. So let's let's explain what it is. So okay. basically, the 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 idea is it's kind of like a critique of the McDonald's Happy Meal, and they focused on kind of like the fact that no one is happy all the time, but that's okay, kind of thing. Not everybody wakes up happy. Sometimes you feel sad, scared, crappy. All I ask is that you let me feel my way. It feels more of a dig at McDonald's than it does a thing about mental health awareness. 100%. And, and that's why it's a bit distasteful. Yeah. It's I, kind of using it as a slight against McDonald's. I'm all for, like, competition between brands, and yeah. I love stuff where people call other brands out, but I just think on topics like this, you have to be so sensitive. So they, they have five different variations. Basically, you can go in, the meal is the same, but the different variations are the pissed meal, the yas meal, the DGAF meal, uh, the salty meal, and the blue meal. And it's all the same contents in each box. And again, it's yeah, the idea. No one is happy all the time. So, I mean, instantly you're you're treading some stormy waters with the idea of eat a burger and it all mm-hmm. if you're in a shit mood, it'll make you feel better. Yeah, or not even make you feel better. This is the thing: is it's so it's so weird. It's such a it's a mind, not even a minefield. It's I would just have avoided it. Yeah, you just don't. I just feel like like the ad itself. They've released like a video, an ad that's dropped across social and stuff. I'm not sure if it's been on TV, but and it almost glamorizes the. It's really hard to explain. It's a yeah. really, it's a really hard one to sort of talk about because the way they've shot it and the way it looks is very. It's obviously very American. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit over the top, mm-hmm. and it's a bit kind of like it's drama. It's very dramatized, and it does make it. It's a complex issue, and it trivializes it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm all for them partnering with mental health, mental health awareness, awareness yeah. and, and flying the flag. I mean, it's, I think it's great, and mm-hmm. all, like the more brands that do it, the better, of course. But all the research we've done and all the paraphernalia you can see, there's no mention really or doesn't seem to be mention of like donating profits to mm-hmm. X charity or mm-hmm. there's no, there doesn't seem to be any sort of actual information about, you know, where to get some help if you're yeah struggling that, with and issues. That, and that's the thing. I feel like if they actually really cared about it, yeah. they'd do stuff but not really shout about it because I don't feel like it needs to be shouted about. I feel like it needs to be supported. Yeah. And whether that support comes in terms of financial support for charities or whatever that may be, or, ev- or even, you know, like helping staff with support. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, like there's an argument to say that some people working in fast food restaurants, long hours. Well, like- I actually read one tweet that said uh, it was somebody saying, oh, I used to work in Burger King and they used to make me work really long hours and I used to cry in the walk-in mm-hmm. freezer and stuff. It's- and, you know, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to speak on behalf of anyone or Burger yeah. King, you know, because genuinely, like, I think the intention here and the idea here is mm-hmm. is good and it's I just very think, positive. I just think having to shout about it is a bit distasteful. I just feel like yeah. it becomes a different thing when you've spent, you know, tens of millions of dollars doing a massive ad campaign and making a glitzy video. Where we come from is an idea is the from the branding and advertising side yeah. and the food 
side mm-hmm. and like you know as two people that are very much on board with fast food brands mm-hmm. as as many problems as they have mm-hmm. we both you know we like that world yeah particularly from not even just from a food perspective from a brand perspective yeah i think it's i think it's really interesting yeah. it's intriguing it, it is. is and it's and a lot of stuff like th- these brands do you know content wise and ad wise is really good and it's like trailblazing mm. and well, it's, it's fantastic generally i think burger king are probably the best advertiser for me in yeah. in that world i mean kfc are killing it recently there's only one kernel in chicken town burger king generally you know they did that super bowl commercial with andy warhol eating the burger genius just really good very different mm-hmm. really really good good ads mm-hmm. ads that generally i watch and i think huh that's not that yeah makes good, me chuckle for sure for sure and then i just think on this one like it, i do i genuinely think the intention was was very positive i just think they just missed the mark a little i completely agree I just uh, the thing that really also leaves a sour taste in my mouth is the fact that fast food is is not good for you and trying to like raise sales and make people eat more of it is only going to make people feel shitter really <laughs> and and like to have the sort of gall to be able to say where burger King, it's the same thing as like McDonald's sponsoring the World Cup for me or sp- any sporting event it's kind of like well like I get it and I get they've put money towards like you know youth academies and kids football and whatever but it's inherently still very separate to the healthy lifestyle thing. Yeah. I, I, it's just it's this weird push and pull with you know these brands and companies have the money and they're always going to get the sponsorship deals. But I just don't feel like it's very like it's just I don't know. Well, it's what we spoke about on the podcast before of the you know the whole soul food thing we mentioned in episode three about sometimes it's fine to just have something shit to yeah. make you feel better. Yeah. But but the line between that between having a bit of a shitty day and mm-hmm. Things like depression yeah. and anxiety, yeah. pro- real mental health issues. For, sure. for me, it's too fine a line to tread when it comes to advertising your fast food. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. That said, I I, I do love Burger King's ads normally, so I, maybe it's just a slight... Uh, a blip. A blip. A creative blip. Mm. What the heck did I just watch? Right, it's Thursday night. Let me paint the picture. Mm-hmm. It's Thursday night. We've both had long days. Mm-hmm. I've skipped lunch. Which is a fucking regular occurrence for me, which is odd and very off-brand. We're going to Black Axe Mangal. Black Axe Mangal is a restaurant owned by Lee Tiernan on Highbury Corner in North London. Have you been to Black Axe before? No, never. I've always walked past it and heard about it, and you've been, and mm-hmm. a lot of people I know have been, but I've never been there. Yeah, it's one of those. Places. It's got quite a good reputation. Yes, it is a quite um, a nondescript restaurant from the outside. Black Axe is a Turkish-inspired restaurant. I think that's the only real way of describing it. Owned and operated by Lee Tiernan, who is ex-St. John's fame. I have been before, but I can't really remember being there before. Yeah. I, 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 I went with my girlfriend about two, three years ago, and uh, I remember it being good, but I don't really remember that much about it, to be honest, which is probably a bad thing. But oh, I don't know, though. I would say that... Well, we'll come on to it, but it's a bit of a visceral overload. So maybe that maybe you are less inclined to remember the food 
Yeah, you're probably and right. Because you sort of go in there and it's just a bit like, sort of hits you in the face. A yeah. bit much. Yeah. Yeah, so we uh, we took the opportunity to take our girlfriends with us on this podcast record. Uh, it kind of, it's got to the point five episodes in where I felt a bit guilty about just going out for dinner with you all the time rather than my girlfriend. Yeah, well, mine was more that like I just didn't really want to spend any more time with just you. Yeah, that is becoming an issue. So we arrive, it's like nine o'clock, uh, which is quite late to be eating. Also, like, the food is like very like meat heavy. Yes, although I wouldn't say... Oh, oh, okay, 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 I'll rephrase that. It's very salty yeah, and heavy in that respect. It's not like meat heavy per se, because we had quite a lot of seafood and veggie dishes, I guess, but everything did have that like rich, salty heaviness rich to word. it. It's exactly the sort of food you want after you've had three beers. Three beers we did, we my did. friend. The, the outside, the fascia outside is all black. It's like jet black. Big windows. Um, and then you walk in... And it's a fucking shit show of like everything, basically. Mm-hmm. So loud. Yeah. Tablecloths, like the oil cloths, have like m- like floral pl- print wrapped over them. And there's just like skateboards hanging on the wall. And there's a Warriors graphic wrapping the pizza oven. It's quite dark in there. It is quite dark in there. It sort of reminded me, you know, in, in a film when you're following a character. Normally in America, like New York or somewhere, and you're mm-hmm. following them down the street, and then they turn to go into a really loud bar. And as you go in through the door, the like audio mix changes, and it suddenly becomes really loud, and it's yeah, like yeah, quite nice. dark and everything. That's how I felt when I walked in, like that scene out of Triple um, X, where they—I mean, where have you got that reference? I, from? I always think of that when people talk about club scenes. But if you think you're free, try walking into a deli, and you're in any of the uh, but yeah, so that's how I felt. It, I, it felt like I left the outside world and the horrible hybrid roundabout behind me and instantly was just like whoop, into this loud chasm. Which is funny because it's funny you say like you leave that world as if it's the bad place because Highbury is actually lovely. Oh, it's yeah. very quaint and pretty and beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and Black Axe is not that. It is the outlier in, in Highbury because... All the restaurants around it are very like quaint and like middle class and like prawn on the lawn and trello and those kind of restaurants. It's all very like lovely and very like mumsy. I definitely see that with with Leeton and coming from St John's and St John's obviously being owned by Fergus Henderson. I feel like he has really taken that. I'm just going to do what the fuck I want to do mm. thing from Fergus. And I think he's been inspired by that. I mean, you know, he's adapted it in a different way, but I definitely feel like it has that about it. It's that two fingers up thing. Which like, I'm just going to do my thing. I, I, I you know, I, I back myself. I'm just going to do my thing. The other thing then, moving on to the food, mm. when noting St. John's is that Black Axe shares the idea of nose to tail eating, right? So it'll use right. as much, if not all, of the animal as it can. Sure in its dishes so like a lot of offal mm-hmm. bone marrow bo- bone marrow stuff like that that is often found in stuff that St John's cooking and has cooked for you know, years and years and years well so I guess you would right if you were working in kitchens where they were like nothing's wasted nothing yeah how you would cut away from that, that that would become your food philosophy right yeah definitely definitely moving away from that mindset must be really hard as mm. well if not impossible when especially from a financial standpoint where you're like trying to make an, a restaurant work and operate and you're trying to you know cut costs and all this sort of stuff it's like how do you go to like chucking parts of the animal away it makes no sense yeah. if you know how to cook them and you know it just yeah. makes completely no sense exactly. so we were a four we ordered a few uh ting taos and again, then we again a confusing beer because i was a turkish inspired restaurant mm-hmm. the last thing i'm expecting in there is a ting tao yeah 
But I feel like he's just gone, yeah, I like Ting Tao's, that's what we're going to have. Yeah, get him in. We ordered like a bit of like picky dishes. Fried artichoke. Yeah. Uh, the salt cod. Uh, yeah. The octopus. Yes. Uh, the braised octopus. And the lamb offal. And the lamb offal. Um, we ordered some salt cod, some octopus and peas. The octopus was almost like very thinly sliced. Yeah, it was discs. Yeah, it was like it was almost like a ceviche, right? Yeah, it was like the way my nan chops carrots for my roast dinner. I'm a sticks man. She's discs. We also ordered the braised ox cheek and uh, a couple of the flatbread. The lamb flatbread was fucking really good, actually. And the uh, bone marrow oxtail anchovy flatbread. So, like, most of those dishes, quite small. What else do we order? I feel like we, I missed something. I don't know. It's worth noting that normally this is a bit where we would cut in with some audio from the restaurant. Basically, yeah. obviously, we were with our girlfriends as well, so there was more conversation than just me and, me and Tay talking. But... As soon as Tay had, had a couple of beers, all pod went out the window. Yeah. The, the pod went fucking completely south <laughs> to the point where Tay was just talking about these like really fucking long-winded stories, and I was looking, I was re- listening back to the the audio earlier on, and I'm trying to ask the waiter about the menu items. Um, completely ineligible just chat just fucking chat and i remember like trying to nudge you under the table when we were there <laughs> to make you shut up but then i was like oh, like you're in mid mid flow and i kind of interrupt the conversation very annoying day i'm sorry bad for the pod i'm sorry very bad for the pod what was your favorite thing out of all? we put we ordered a lot so i think it's better to just pick a couple and just describe them in great great detail I've got to go braised ox cheek for me mm-hmm. because although the flatbread was really great and it was really great and and actually the salt cod was really good as well. Yeah. Firstly, it's more of a main size. It's kind of like uh, between two, it's a perfect amount to share between two people. It came with mashed potato, which I saw on the menu and I thought, bit of me because I never say no to mash in I my opinion. Mash, yeah. mash is fucking brilliant. It sort of looked like, I don't actually think it was this, but it looked like the meat had been rolled into, like, over some sort of spice blend, which was like the ginger relish, I think. Mm-hmm. The meat just completely fell fell away from itself. Yeah, it was weird, because when it came, it looked like it was a sort of fairly substantial, solid yeah. kind of ball. Yeah. And then you put your fork in it, and it just, just fell completely apart. completely just, like, burst apart. Yeah. It was. It had a bit of heat to it, but it wasn't. It wasn't like super spicy. It was. It was juicy, but it wasn't like wet. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. like you know when you get like um, pulled pork and it can be a bit like it's just like swimming in like a little bit of a pool of just like juice. It wasn't like that at all. It was moist and it was really. It was beautiful, but it didn't feel dirty and sludgy. No. Plus, I mean, maybe the mash helps with that because it just like soaks everything up. Mm. Uh, it, it it reminded me in that sense of like a bit of a Sunday dinner situation and how like your plate's arranged and you've got that mash and you've got the meat and whatever blah blah blah. But are you having mash with your Sunday dinner? Fuck yeah! Are really? you not? No. Are you roasties? Yeah. Do you know what? Right, I always used to mash with a Sunday dinner. Oh, when I lived with my mum when I was a kid, always mashed potato, loads of butter. A shed load of salt. My dad's an absolute pervert for salt and butter in his mash. <laughs> yeah, honestly, right. And and then only when I went to uni, going out for Sunday roast and asking for mash, and everyone had the same reaction you just had. Yeah, because it's weird. But you just admitted how much you like mashed potato. Yeah, I love mashed potato. Not with a roast dinner. A bit of lamb. 
a bit of mash, I, do you some know lamb what? gravy. Hear me out. A bit of mint sauce in the in the in the button of the mash in the hole. I would honestly tell you that by having mash for the roast dinner, I don't think it qualifies as a roast dinner anymore. That is complete bullshit. You I have think, both though. I think you have to have roast potatoes. I like mash. Yeah, I'm. I am a huge advocate of mash. But there hey, will often look, be days hey. when I'll buy a ready mash from Marks and Spencer's, <laughs> and I'll just eat the whole thing by myself. I'll look at the thing, and it will say serves two, and I'll go fucking watch me, and I'll eat the whole thing, <laughs> but not with a roast dinner. So that was probably my favourite item. Okay. I think. I think that was definitely heads and shoulders, not head and shoulders above everything else. As in, I didn't enjoy everything else, but I, I don't know. There's just something about it. I just it was just very yeah, satisfying. I would say that I would agree with mm. you. If not for the sake of content, I would I would say the salt cod was probably huh. a very close second. Okay. If I had to go back and order another the one now, it would be the... with that were very good indeed. Yeah. The, yeah. We we got bone marrow flatbread, mm-hmm. which was like bone marrow on the side and then like breads on the side with a little like parsley and chili kind of like side salad situation, which was, I, I can't really work out what it was dressed with. No, but it was so nice. <laughs> It was really good. Like the flatbread, not as fluffy as the lamb flatbread, but like crispy. It was all. It was very like Turkish bready in that sense. It was like a very crispy outside, yeah. with a little bit of fluff inside, but it was a little bit thinner than a traditional Turkish bread. Parsley salad on it, and then the marrow, which we know from previous podcasts. I'm not a big marrow fan. I'm not a, th- in, a marrow man in theory. And then every time I eat it, I think, oh, I love bone marrow. Because the bone is more threatening than the actual marrow. Yeah, I, do you know what looks. it is? It's the in. It's the I'm not squeamish. It's the inside. <gasps> but you don't like you don't like porous things. No. You yeah, don't yeah, like yeah. holy things. Holy things, yeah. So maybe Tryptophobia is a real thing, look it up. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe there's it's the hole and it's the Yeah, it could be. It could be. It's weird you don't like those things. I always kinda of forget about that. What's it called? Tryptophobia. Tryptophobia, yeah. I think that's I think that's what it is. Tryptophobia. When I when I Google it, trypophobia, uh, trypophobia. When I Google it, it comes up on the images and it's horrible. What does it make you feel like? It makes me feel about 80% of the way I feel when I see a snake or a picture of a snake. I also hate snakes. It, it literally sends shivers like down the back of, from the back of my head all the way down the back of my body like to my feet. Like, That's how I feel when I handle um, dangly jewellery. Mm. So the marrow should have put me off. It was it was delicious. It was I was really scraping good. the stuff out of the bone by the end. Yeah, it was really terrifyingly easy to eat and although we'd already eaten quite a lot at that point and marrow is very rich again didn't really feel that weighty didn't make me feel shit at that stage of the meal i kind of was like i was ready for it yeah all in all to be honest like with the with the salt cod and the well oh we also had artichoke was the other one the fried deep fried artichoke artichoke, which came and it was really 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 delicious there was quite a lot of light light elements to the meal as a whole like we didn't over order like loads of heavy stuff it was like it was quite balanced i guess i think the one thing that um definitely rang true was the fact that lee in the kitchen the kitchen's in the restaurant it's like one room Mm -hmm. the the general vibe is loud music heavy metal most part i did flip to pharrell at one point and i was kind of like yeah we all noticed that where have we gone yeah Yeah. (laughs) what journey we on and I, i just felt like the kitchen was having a really good time and that really like sort of like emanated through the room yeah, and like you, you can hear stuff cooking. You can smell. I mean, you smell. My jumper smelt afterwards. Yeah, same. Because you're in the same room as. It was like going food. camping. Yeah, like you, you can hear the pans clattering and things sizzling, and mm. it just makes the whole thing like you're just a part of it. Yeah, 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 it's good. And like, there's people like leaning over the bar and like having a chat to the chef and. 
and like he's laughing and joking around he's like dancing to the music and all sort of stuff and it was just like a really nice atmosphere to be in it was a very warm inclusive atmosphere to be in which feels otherwise quite threatening when you walk in through the door and it's all happening it's mm-hmm. like going into a nightclub sort yeah. of thing it's bizarre we went to roti king and i thought the atmosphere was really good in there really vibey mm-hmm. very sort of like relaxed and they're just throwing food out and it's all quite uh, no frills to use that term again mm-hmm. and then you go somewhere like black axe and it makes roti king seem a little bit more like posh yeah <laughs> not posh but like but reserved yeah reserved of, and, and the separation yeah. between the kitchen and the and the restaurant because yeah. even though it's right it's basically still in the same room there's a mm-hmm. piece of glass and i don't know it, it feels i felt like i was in lee tiernan's front room yeah and that we were all kind of mates yeah I think the fact that all the walls are really dark and the floor's dark yeah. and everything's really dark. And we went in the, like in the evening and I just think that also has a part to play. Mm-hmm. Like how mm-hmm. like the ceiling's painted gold and, you know, the, the oven's black and all this sort of stuff. And I feel like everything is just, it's very on top of you. That that colour and that, everything's just on top of you and you just feel yeah. like you're in it. You yeah. feel like you're in the kitchen, basically. Price point was good. I mean, there are two items that are 21 quid, which are kind of like, one of them is the ox cheek, and that was definitely a bigger portion than everything else. But everything else, like, tips around the £10 mark, which is actually quite decent. Yeah, well, lower than 10. It's all it's all 950, 958, 6. I, I think the music, the loud, the, the atmosphere could be a bit jarring to some people, mm-hmm. depending on what they're after. Like, for okay, for example, date night, first date, you're on a Tinder date which neither of us know anything about. No. You're on a Tinder date, you're trying to talk to someone for the first time. I think that's a tricky first date spot. Yeah. I think the way it should be enjoyed is, as we did, with a group, with yeah. four of you. Definitely. Friends. Yeah. Casual. Yeah. No, I don't think you would want to go there with anyone that you had any reservations about conversation with. Yeah. I think it needs to be very relaxed and shouty. It's quite shouty. It's very shouty. All in all, brilliant. Yeah. I see, very good. And then you finish, and you end up back on hybrid listening to Roundabout. Straight onto the straight back to the, the real world. Lovely old job. Episode five done. Thank you for listening, and remember to check out our Twitter and Instagram at Set Meals Podcast. Do it, and uh, we'll see you next week. 